Hello and welcome to the Taboo Topics Podcast. Some of the topics we will be discussing in this podcast may be graphic, offensive, or upsetting to certain listeners. With that said, all information discussed is for the purpose of learning in an objective light and not at all promoting or endorsing certain practices. Be prepared for heavy topics, language, and no filter on what is discussed. We are simply here to learn the facts. Enjoy. Welcome to the Taboo Topics Podcast. My name is Sunny, and if you haven't seen from the title, today we are going to be discussing cuck culture. Now, if you have never heard about this, then you're going to be in for quite a ride. Um, If you have, then you have heard a variety of different words probably for it, like cuck, cuckold, cuck queen, and more. All of this boils into what most today know as cuck culture or the cuckold fetish culture. With that, though, today we'll be diving into the origins of cuckold, how it's viewed today, and general info on why people indulge and more. Stay tuned if you're ready to deep dive. Um, it's it's going to be a fun day. So to start off, I wanted to go over the official definition of a cuck as well as the urban dictionary definition, since I feel it's important to know both the literal and technical definition, along with the more social norm definition of it as the idea of what a cuck is and what it's evolved to over time. Um, To start, the official definition of a cuck is a weak or servile man whose wife is unfaithful to him. Uh, or to make a man a cuckold by having a sexual relationship with his wife or by being sexually unfaithful to him. This is the definition that we see falls more in line with the origins of the word, but with that we also have the Urban Dictionary definition that falls more into today's standards and more on the side of the fetish world. This is defined as a cuckold or a cuck for short, is a person who finds sexual pleasure in their partner having intercourse with people that are not him. So basically a man who gets sexual gratification from his partner sleeping with or engaging with other people. They often find it hot for you to treat them as inferior in a sexually gratifying way. This of course lines up more with the fetish culture that has become more popular in today's world. Um, Don't worry, we'll definitely deep dive a lot more on these definitions as time goes. So as far as history and the origin of a cuck, that's a little bit different than what we know of it today. Uh, My favorite part about doing these deep dives is finding out where such crazy ideas originated from and just how different they've become over the years. This one has not changed too much, but we've definitely changed it a little bit. Um, We've more so just made it more positive fetishized indulgence rather than the negative connotations it had before. But again, let's get into it. So the first appearance we see of the word cuck or cuckold was actually in 1250, which is insane, um, in the medieval debate poem, The Owl and the Nightingale, which I did not read, but I definitely will be after this. Um, it's important to note the origins from those times are derived from the cuckoo bird, uh, alluding to its habit of laying its eggs in other birds' nests. Which is just so fucking funny to me. I love that there's bird species, and I know that there's ones today as well, that are too lazy to raise their own kids, so they just drop them off with others. It's absolutely hilarious. Shakespeare also mentioned cuckolds as a 
a good amount in his writings, which I definitely have to look back at at some point, but his characters would often be mentioned as cuckolds for the fear that they had become one. Of course, in the sense of becoming one is the sense that their wife is being unfaithful to them and or bearing a child that is very obviously not theirs, like the cuckoo birds. So it's basically, oh shit, my wife is cheating on me with the town's baker because my kid is a redhead and I am very much not, so now he's a cuck. Big oof. (laughs) Um, Then we move into more the Western traditions of the world, which, just wait, because it seems that this idea is so broad and spans across so many places that I had never expected it to. I'm not going to lie, I totally thought this was a more recent creation, but nope. It has been very much present all across the world for literally hundreds of years. As I mentioned before, the first appearance of it was in 1250. Like, goddamn. Oh my god, I did not expect that. But in the Western tradition, it was referred to as wearing the horns of a cuckold, as an allusion to the mating habits of stags, which is quite interesting to me. Apparently, stags will forfeit their mates when they are defeated by another male, which is kind of funny and kind of sad. Um, Imagine someone just walks up to you and your boyfriend and knocks him to a pulp, and now Jeremiah is the father of your children. Like, goddamn. Like, they don't even have a say in it. But no, this is what leads to the more popular variations of cuck, which is often translated to horns, like the horns of a stag, I guess. Um, And I'm not joking when I say this is all over the world. If you look on Wikipedia, they literally have every single translation you could imagine. In southern Italy, it's known as an insult called cornuto, paired with the symbol of horns. In French, it's called, and I'm totally going to butcher this, Portois de Cornet. I don't, I don't know. I'm very bad with French. <laughs> There's also a German translation that I will most definitely butcher if I try, so I will not. Um, but also in Brazil and Portugal, they use the term corno, which is literally translated to horns and is apparently very offensive and often used in common jokes towards men. So the idea of a cuckold has definitely made its way around the world through time. Moving away from Western origins, though, the horns and other things like that, we have also have the Chinese origins, which is not at all the same. It is quite interesting to me that there is such a variety in the symbolism and where it came from, depending on the time and place. Um, You know, we've already gone over Western and then just general term, and now we're going into China. So in the 13th and 18th century through that time, they called it cuckold or Whittle? I might be saying that wrong, but that's what it says, Whittle. And it translated to wearing the green hat, which is probably making you as confused as I was when I read this for the first time. But basically, in that time period, they were dealing with sumptuary laws, which from what I gathered, kept people from living more luxurious lifestyles and put limits on goods that people could have. At the time, males in households with prostitutes, which is a whole other can of worms were required to wrap their heads in a green scarf or later on a green hat so goes the reference of the green hat it really is so interesting to me how much of the definition of what it has changed what it is has changed over the years 
Um, but also the fact that it even existed at all so far back in time. I really did think that it was a more recent thing, but I absolutely love discovering things like this. And most people don't take the time to look into things and instead judge them as a new weird thing that they are quickly against because it doesn't fall in line with morals, but that's the entire reason that we look into stuff. Even if history has proved their existence for so long, people still look against them. So I'm challenging that. But anyway, let's move on to how it's evolved into what we view it as today. So in my opinion, the funniest part about this is that I feel it's a more taboo or unspoken of thing in our world. But if you do the research, you'll come to find that it is much more common than you would imagine. To such an extent that in a recent survey of 4,000 men, they found that 58% of men had fantasies about sharing their partner with other women, which is absolutely insane. That's half of men. Many women were also discovered to have similar fantasies, but from what I'm gathering, it's not as spoken of, which we can definitely go into later on. Um, now, this is, of course, referring to the sexual nature of cuckold as part of the fetish culture and not simply being cucked by your partner sleeping with someone else without you knowing, which is the more olden style. They have grown it into a more gratifying practice that can bring positive and sexual enjoyment out of the idea. Basically, making a good thing out of a bad thing, which I find really awesome. People today have a lot more welcomed opportunity to discover things they enjoy sexually that they would otherwise not have been able to explore. Maybe your wife wants to fuck someone else and you're actually into it. And by speaking on that, you both can end up in a win-win situation. I mean, that's awesome. Um, and to go further into the commonality of it all in today's world, in 2011, they found that the word cuckold was the second most searched heterosexual porn category on the internet, which is absolutely insane in my opinion. I just, I never really realized just how common this idea or turn on was, but at the same time, it's not like we go walking around to our local friends and coworkers, like, hey, do you like watching your wife get fucked while you sit in the corner and watch? It's just not really common conversation starters. But th with this idea um, and this kind of data, it seems that a lot more of your coworkers may be into some funky stuff than you'd imagine. If you, as ask them all, um, which I mean, please don't ask your coworkers this. You'll probably get a sexual harassment charge on you. But hypothetically, if you were to ask them, you'd probably discover a good amount of people with an interest in this or other fetishes that are not normally discussed. Even crazier, in 2016, Pornhub reported that 1.75 million people searched for some variation of cuckold every single month which is absolutely insane. And it apparently was one of the site's top 100 search terms. That's a lot. So not just is it common and a very popular fetish, but it also has a variety of ways to be expressed today. We'll deep dive into that more in a second, but in general, people practice this in person with their partners and online where it allows for people to explore their deepest sexual fantasies in a safe and healthy way. Sites like Pornhub, OnlyFans, and more allow for virtual consumption of the fetish, but then there's the in-person style as well. As a general breakdown of the fetish, which bear in mind with me as I have not personally done this, so I may not be perfect with my explanation, but basically there is the submissive man in the relationship titled as the cuck. 
Then there's the woman that often finds joy in cuckolding her partner and is sometimes referred to as the cuck queen or cuckoldress. Um, I've heard both. I think it's kind of changed over time. Um, and then we have the dominant man who is going to sleep with the woman and he is often called the bull, which I did not know about. The cuck may simply watch what is going on or sometimes worship the woman as she is being fucked. And sometimes they even wish to be humiliated by the woman for sexual gratification. It's it's a deep dive, people. It's it's a deep dive, which we, we are getting into. Um, obviously, this is all supposed to be a positive experience for everyone, and there should never be humiliation in a non-consensual way. But then again, they do not have to indulge in a literal in-person sort of way. Some people prefer the idea of just dirty talk between two people and the idea of being a cuck rather than actually doing it for real. So basically, the idea of fantasy, but not actually partaking. Another thing I definitely want to mention is something I did not know was as popular as it was, but it is definitely important to mention when it comes to cuck culture, which is the popularity of conjoining BBC and cuckolding. Um, if you do not know what BBC stands for, uh, it is Big Black Cuck, which is basically, you know, well, I'm not explaining it. You can research it yourself. Apparently, there is a big subgenre of cuckolding that specifically revolves around the women being fucked by a big hulking black man, which I'm assuming refers to the idea of dominance and such even further. One article I was reading noted on this that we often ingrain sexist views into our sexual fantasies, aka dominance and submission, like having full control of a woman, them being powerless to them, which some people are very into, and the other way around as well. Um, but also the idea of race or racist stereotypes falling into it, and the idea that the cuck in the situation becomes even more inferior if their partner is being fucked by some big hulking black man with a big package and therefore much more than they could provide for their partner and that idea alone will bring sexual gratification i know this is a lot of sex talk but that's literally the entire idea for the cuck fetish um it's a sort of domination or inferiority of certain people in the relationship getting sexual pleasure from those feelings it may be extremely weird or off-putting to some but for others this is like a sex fantasy coming to life and if everyone in the situation is having a good and consensual time, then why not enjoy it? That's, that's just my opinion, though. So going more into what people like about it, because I think sometimes our minds cloud how someone could enjoy something if we ourselves are not into it. What I read explains the idea that, as mentioned before, there's a big part of dominance and submission roles that play a part, along with humiliation and power controls over each other. And it can go either way. But it's actually a very popular part of kinks and fetishes today to have those power controls. Um, a lot of people love playing the roles of power holder or feeling powerless, which I could go into all day, but that's for another time. Um, psychology has also referred cuckold fetishism to a type of masochism, which, if you do not know, is defined as the giving and receiving of pleasure from acts involving the receipt or infliction of pain or humiliation. Basically, people who get turned on by being hurt or humiliated, or the idea of it. Um, now, that's a very, very broad explanation or general explanation. You could go into that as well. Not everyone's cup of tea, for sure. Um, but I would definitely agree that this can sometimes be a major role in the cuckolding fetish. Along with that, there's the simple idea that it's a taboo and exciting thing to do. 
Sometimes people simply enjoy trying things that they don't know a lot about because the idea excites them. And this is a very normally, newly normalized fetish to partake in, so why not try it? And lastly, something that I actually recently learned about from a friend of mine, it just so happened to be mentioned in one of the articles I was reading, was compersion. Which, if you do not know what that is, because I only discovered it about a week ago myself, compersion is to take joy from another person's joy. Basically saying you enjoy seeing your partner, or anyone in other case, uh, enjoying themselves in one way or another. In cuckolding, I would assume it's the joy of watching your partner being sexually satisfied, even if it's not you doing the satisfying if that makes any sense at all, which I actually find so interesting and honestly pretty wholesome in one way or another. Like, oh, how sweet that you'd love to see me get railed by big LeBron while you watch. (laughs) I can't, I can't. Um, It's too funny, but you know what I mean. So as for the negative side or why people don't like the idea of cucks and cuckolding generally fall towards promiscuity and the negative connotations of adultery with your partner. Many people still view the idea of sleeping with other people other than your partner as a not good thing to do, be it religious basis or just general morals, which I totally understand, but also you're not the one partaking, so unless someone is being belligerent towards you about their preferences and beliefs, I feel personally it should be allowed to vary among people. Summing it up, though, if Janet and Brad like four hours of missionary while Joyce and Trey love to bring Kyle in on the mix and everyone is having a good time doing what they're doing, then I don't really see an issue. Enjoy what you enjoy. With that, though, we also have the idea of ownership and relationships, which was not in the way I expected it to go. So apparently some people feel that in a relationship, the man should have ownership or control over his partner. And that if she strays to get sexual pleasure from others, then it is damaging to him as a man, which I guess I've heard of kind of, it's kind of an old way to view things in my opinion, but this isn't about opinions. In an unconsensual environment, sleeping with others should not be a positive, but in a relationship where it is communicated and agreed upon, there should hypothetically be no issues. It is all about communication, which brings us to our final part of our research, which is healthy ways to indulge. So I mentioned a little bit before some ways to indulge in cuck fetish culture, but just to name some off, we have watching porn, dirty talk between partners, finding a willing participant to partake in person, and also there are a bunch of online adult fan sites that allow you to play around with your fantasies with real people if you do not have the ability or interest in doing it fully in person. I once had someone ask me if they would be able to pay to watch my boyfriend and I have sex live on camera while they watched even. So they could feel like they were involved, but also sort of added a more voyeuristic aspect to it, which is a fun idea. We didn't. I just want to clarify, but that's a very common example of a way to indulge more on an online basis. When it comes to in-person, though, you always want to make sure that everyone involved, be it you, your partner, and other people if possible, are always communicating what is okay and what is not. Even if you as cuck never plan on seeing or participating in your partner's sexual affairs with others, that third person should still know what is going on so they are not getting stuck in a strange situation that they may not be comfortable with. I mean, imagine I'm with my boyfriend and I go out with this guy to sleep with him and he later discovers that I'm in a relationship and my boyfriend does indeed know what's going on and is actually into it. 
For some, that may be great or really hot, but for others, that may be feel very violating or just not something they're okay with being a part of. So it's very important to communicate. Always remember, communication is key. If I can have you remember anything from this, communication is key. So ground rules and such are also a big factor to ensure everyone is comfortable and having a good time throughout the experience. Safe words are another big thing to have in place in case anyone becomes comfortable uncomfortable at any time. Um, I love how I talk about this like I've done it a million times when really I haven't, like literally at all, but it's fine. Um, but also one thing I mentioned before and want to repeat is always, always make sure that any degrading of the cuck or anyone in that matter is warranted and wanted and not at any time actually upsetting or hurtful to that person. This should be enjoyable for everyone involved. And lastly, but definitely not least, make sure everyone involved is tested. And you know what I mean by that when I say that. You may assume that there are no issues, but it is always better to be safe than sorry. So make sure both you and your partner and whoever you are adding into the mix is being tested and ready to go. But yeah, that's about the basics on what cuck culture is all about. I hope you enjoyed learning about what a cuck truly is and also used to be in older times. Um, it still absolutely baffles me that this has been a thing since at least 1250, if not longer. And that's just what we have record of. Who knows how long it was before that. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this and listening today and learned a little bit about a new thing that maybe you even want to explore a bit more yourself. Or if not, you just got to learn about a new thing in the world. Um, I hope you guys did enjoy the show. Make sure to keep it on your radar for the next episode. And I guess I will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.